Welcome and greetings, career-minded superstars. You are listening to the exclusive Career Coach, your podcast for all things career. And I'm Lisa Edwards, the indispensable career coach for superstars just like you. Now let's dig into this week's topic, shall we? Go from dragging yourself to work each day to finding a job you love. The Career Spring program is for high-achieving and ambitious mid-level professionals like you who are looking for a job that uses your zone of genius, recognizes your value, and pays you what you're worth. If you're ready to learn more, schedule a complimentary consult using the link to my calendar in the show notes. Be sure to follow me on Exclusive Career Coaching on Facebook, Lisa Edwards on LinkedIn, and Lisa.Edwards on Instagram. Greetings. Happy Thanksgiving for those of you in the United States. I know my Canada folks had Thanksgiving last month. And as for the rest of the world that listens, happy whatever it is you may be celebrating anytime soon. May it be, may it be blessed. Every year since the inception, I think, of this podcast, which was back in 2017, I have done a five unusual things to be thankful for during Thanksgiving week. It's never one of my most downloaded episodes, but I have stuck with it because it's it's one of my favorites. It's very meaningful to me. I'm, I get very personal and vulnerable, and I always c- accompany these lessons, these unusual things to be thankful for, with lessons that you can take away and how this could maybe give you food for thought. So the purpose here is, number one, to get you thinking about the things in your life that maybe you could look at differently. Maybe you could see the way to be thankful for them when you currently aren't. And also to show gratitude for the things that maybe didn't feel so good at the time they were happening. I certainly don't expect you to be thankful for a difficult patch as it's happening. I think that is, in most cases, not realistic. A, because you're mired in the muck of it, but also you don't have that perspective of looking back on it and seeing, here's what's happened, here's how I shifted, here's how my life changed as a result of that experience. You don't have that perspective yet. I like to think of it this way. Why is this, whatever this is, happening for me? Notice that I said happening for me, not to me, but for me, for my benefit. The universe is not out to get you. It's not out to get me. And that's kind of message number one. I'm not the victim of these things that have happened. They are happening for my benefit. And it's up to me to understand what that benefit is. So here with that introduction, here's my 2022 list of unusual things to be thankful for. Number one is a great virtual assistant. Now, I recognize that that's probably not so unusual to be thankful for, except that I had previously tried to find a VA, I think three or four times with zero success. I mean, we're talking so bad that the company I hired from refunded my money and gave me an additional credit to try to keep me as a client. They bombed so bad. And even then I finally walked away after the third or fourth, I forget how many disasters that it was. And keep in mind that I was hiring those VAs for a specific task that they purported to be giving me the VA that was an expert in that thing. And it was still a disaster. For those of you, by the way, who don't know what a VA is or virtual assistant, I have some people who think I'm talking about the Veterans Administration. A VA is, think of it as your secretary who isn't in, you know, a desk next to you. 
So my VA, Robin, lives in California. I live in Florida. I've never met her, although I hope that I get to. She is absolutely fabulous. I sing her praises every chance I get in any venue. But this is someone who you can hire to typically do a set a set set of tasks every day, week, month, whatever the the cycle is that you're dealing with. And VAs have different areas of specialization. My VA works, does all my social media posts, takes care of several technology things. Gosh, I mean, just a wide range of things that I'm fixing to expand her scope come the first of the year. So my message for you in this one is when you look backward to determine your future based on your past, you're missing the point. If you decide, look back, if I had decided, oh, I am I just can't find a good VA there. Maybe I decided there was no good VAs. There were no good VAs out there or I'm not good at hiring VA, whatever I might decide. If I had decided that, I probably would have never even talked to Robin or maybe I would have talked to her, but, you know, cast it aside that she's probably like all the others. I would have missed out if I had thought that way. I would have missed out on one of the most beneficial investments I have ever made. And I continue to make every month into my business. Circumstances will be different this time because it's a different time. It's a different place, different people. And most importantly, you're different. So don't judge. You know, I, I think about people who are like, well, I've never been successful at losing weight or I've never been good at relationships. That is making a decision about your future based on your past. Stop it. <laughs> I've told you guys before that that's one of my favorite coaching tools. My clients love it. I just get in their face. And I'm like, stop it. So stop it. So number one, Hiring a great virtual assistant in the face of the fact that I had had multiple failures, but I was still willing to try again, and I got it right this time. That's number one. Or actually, I did these backwards like a David Letterman, so that would be number five. I apologize. Number four, when there are no options. Now, that is an unusual thing to be thankful, I think. In my world of making dozens of decisions every day, it's nice when there really is no decision to be made, when the path is really clear and obvious. In fact, I had a conversation recently with my chiropractor, who I adore, and who is a huge cruising fan, loves to cruise. And I said, Dr. A, I don't get it. I've been on cruises, and I just, I'm, I'm like not a fan. Like, it just doesn't float my boat. No pun intended. Maybe there was a pun intended. But why do you love them so much? And he said, Lisa, as a doctor... I have to make so many decisions every day, and it's nice to go on a vacation where I don't have to decide anything. It's all decided for me. And as he explained that, I really finally got what the attraction, not, maybe not for everybody, but for him at least, and I'm sure for a fair number of people that choose cruising who love it, that it's that lack of decision making. It's all kind of done for you. This year, this no option thing happened early on. So probably, I don't know, January, maybe even the end of last year, I found out that I had to have major surgery. And we scheduled it for the end of May because I had other conflicting things going on and medications that I had to get off of and on and all the things. And so we scheduled the surgery for the end of May. Those of you who were clients of mine at the time know that I was out for, what, three weeks and then worked partially for, you know, a couple more weeks. 
And one of the things that the doctor was very clear with me was, you will not be able to walk your dogs for at least six weeks. Not at all. And I was living in an apartment at that time. I was on the second floor. And so it made it very clear I had to move before the surgery. And there was something very beautiful about that, right? I didn't have to waste brain space on the pros and cons of moving. It was right in front of me. Now I can move on to finding the place that I'm going to move to. This also happened to me back in 2020. I had a 2007 Honda Odyssey that was, it had almost 200,000 miles on it. And it was having electrical problems. I didn't know they were electrical at the time. I found out. But that it was, I kept having a dead battery. We kept replacing the battery. The battery was fine. It wasn't registering as a bad, but like, and then there were other weird things like I could be driving down the interstate and the sliding door in the back on the driver's side would open. Sometimes it wouldn't close. The lights would come on. The lights wouldn't come on. It was kind of haunted. So I took it to my mechanic here in Tallahassee, and he he agreed that he would spend an hour on diagnostics and then let me know what he thought after one hour, because that was going to cost me $150. And after that hour, he had not found the electrical problem, and he didn't think, I mean, he was just pretty clear in saying, you know, if it were me, I would just get a new car because this could take hours to find the problem. And then, of course, then there's the expense of fixing the problem on a car with 185,000 miles on it or so. I'm really good at making decisions and having my own back about that decision. I've done, I recently did a podcast on how to become a, uh, how to make decision making your superpower. But it's really nice sometimes to to know exactly what I need to do. So he removed any kind of doubt about, you know, should I, can I afford a car payment? What should I get? Blah, blah. It was like, move through that and move on to which car should I get? Because the fact of needing a car is inevitable. And it was interesting. I watched my brain during that process and my brain did not worry about whether I would get financing for the car, whether there was going to be any problem with any of that, because I knew that I needed a new car and I knew the universe knew that I needed a new car. And I knew that I was putting that energy out into the universe. I wasn't saying, oh, I don't know if I can afford a new car. I don't know. I don't know if I can whatever. I was just about the business of finding the car that I wanted. And and I paid attention. I noticed that while it was going on. My message for you on number two here is, or number four, sorry, I'm going backwards. Number four on when there's no options is, let easy things be easy. Don't overcomplicate things. Don't assume that something like moving or making a major purchase is going to be hard. Just maybe it won't be. Now, I'm not saying that all decisions will be easy, and I'm not I'm not saying that you should make a hard decision easy just to make it easy. What I'm saying is sometimes the universe plops easy decisions into your lap. Let them be easy. It's kind of nice. So that's number four when there are no options. Number three, growing pains. This has been a year for me of refining my systems and my processes in my business to take it to the next level. I'm at that kind of hump where I need help. Now, at this point, it's still contracted help. I'm not hiring full-time employees. That'll come down the road. But what I've noticed is it's not only about the systems and the processes, it's also 
I've done a lot of work on my mindset to see myself differently as my role within the business changes, as I become a manager of people, as I become a manager of other people's work products. And of course, I could have kept on with business as usual, I kept my business small, and there would be nothing wrong with that, except that that's just not how I roll. I'm about bigger, serving more clients, having more influence in the world. And so these growing pains that I'm going through this year are absolutely necessary. And I recognize that it won't be the the last time that I have them. I've had them before. I had them when I switched from being employed by a university to being self-employed. I've had it many micro times throughout the, the 10 years or so that I've had my business. And as I grow to kind of next kind of, what do I want to call them? Sort of levels with my business, sort of benchmarking levels, I will have to do this again. So my message to you for this is don't let yourself stagnate. Be brave. Be willing to experience the growing pains of seeking a promotion getting a new job, finding a new relationship, growing new friendships in your life, whatever it is that you desire. Don't expect it to be comfortable or easy or without a few hiccups. So this part of growing pains, I was talking a moment ago about, you know, let easy things be easy. This is not going to be one of those easy things. Growing pains are kind of like a birthing process and it's painful. But don't expect that the discomfort or, dis- or that the difficulties are signs that you're supposed to stop. You know, the, the universe is telling you this is you shouldn't be doing this. It's all part of the deal. And that's OK. So don't let yourself stagnate. Don't give in to the fear of the unknown, the fear of the discomfort. Don't let that keep you from growing to the next version of whoever you are meant to be. So that's number three, growing pains. Number two, reviving a past interest and finding that it's still there. So again, maybe not all that unusual, but in the process of moving, I knew I wanted a new dining table. From the day I got my dining table, I've always hated the one I had. And it was because it was a little table for four because I was in a very tiny apartment. And actually, we got this before when I was still married, and we had a very small space. It was not the main dining table, but it was kind of where we sat and had breakfast and stuff. And didn't have much room. It was a little round table. But it had the two sides of the table dropped down, you know, had a little mechanism under the table that could extend it out or drop it down. And it wasn't made well. And so it wasn't straight across when the when the leaves on the side were up. There was a dip off to the side of the table. And what ended up happening was if somebody happened to put their drink right on that dip, not knowing any better, it's tottering. So it was it was dangerous for something like a drink to end up going everywhere. But also it just I didn't like the way it looked. I didn't like I didn't like anything about it. So I hated it. And I knew that when I moved to this place that I've been in since April, I knew that I wanted a dining table. I had a dining room. Now it's not a formal you know, walled off dining room. It's an, it's off the kitchen. It's, you know, very accessible, but I knew I wanted something better than what I had. So I ended up getting this really good quality table from a thrift store here in town. A friend of mine and I went, we had a bunch of 
things to do related to the house on a Saturday, and we just knocked out a bunch of stuff. I think that was the day that we bought the the bed for the guest bedroom because now I was going to have a guest bedroom and we bought this table. I got it for $75 and it's got this solid iron base to it that's really pretty and then it's just beautiful wood. Well, it is beautiful wood now. It wasn't beautiful wood then. It had a deep gouge in it, several deep gouges. It was a mess, but it had two leaves. So when my family is here for Thanksgiving or Christmas, that's going to be great. So I bought the table for 75 bucks, and then I probably put that much money again into the supplies. I, I don't have a, a automatic sander, so I hand sanded. I had to buy a lot of sanding paper. I had I did furniture refinishers, so I had to you know scrape that off. I had to buy gloves, steel wool, and then the the refinishing products. But it's my pride and joy, right? So I put all the, I had it out in the garage. I got started on it before my surgery and then I couldn't do anything for a couple of months. So it sat there for quite a while. And I think it was late August before it made it into my house. So I moved here in April, May, June, July, August. So for about four months, I had it out of my garage and worked on it sporadically when I was physically able to. I was coaching a client this week about her job dissatisfaction and I encouraged her to go have some fun, to try some new things, revisit some old things that she used to like to do, and to be willing to not have fun at something in an effort to have a lot of fun, right? So be brave to try something. And if it sucks, okay, A, pat yourself on the back that you went and tried something new, but B, now you have data. Okay, I don't want to do that again. That wasn't fun. Or maybe you adjust it. Okay, if I do it this way next time, or if I go with this person, it will be fun. And, and my point to her was that this would make her job dissatisfaction have less of an impact on her life. So it becomes a proportional thing. So I've got this dissatisfaction at work, but if I can kind of dilute it with a lot of joy outside of work, the dissatisfaction at work will lessen. And that's really what I, and not that I'm dissatisfied with my work at all, but I found such satisfaction in working on that table. And then, by the way, that's something that I had done years ago when I had a garage and could do furniture refinishing. I really liked it. So I was actually excited to pick that habit back up and see, did I still want to do this? And I'm actually really excited. There's a couple things around the house that I could work on, probably in the spring when it warms up again, because, you know, the weather has to be a certain way when you're working on refinishing furniture. Not to mention in the garage in the summertime in Florida is really hot. But it turned out I did still love doing it. So there's something really energizing about picking something up, whether it's horseback riding or, you know, I used to love to paint or furniture refinishing. So my message to you is exactly what I encourage my coach, my client to do. Is there something you've always wanted to learn how to do, like, I don't know, make cheese or learn salsa dancing or take a Japanese cooking class, go do it. And if there's something that you used to love, go do it again. So ride your bike, horseback riding, painting, whatever it is. Step outside your comfort zone and the further you go, the better. So that's number two, trying something new or trying something again. And then number one, listening to my gut. And again, probably not that unusual, but I find that my gut is always right. And in this incident, I was this year considering a major purchase for my business. And I'd had an initial sales call 
for this product that would be kind of like a CRM, a customer relationship management product for specifically for resume writers. And when I had that sales call, which was last summer, I found him very difficult to follow. Like I just really didn't even understand what the product was. I was very confused. And I knew that it wasn't, I didn't need it at that time, but I thought by December of of last year, I might need it. So he had promised me that he would follow up with me in December and that never happened. And then I reached out to them because I needed a solution that that solved. I wasn't sure that was the solution I wanted to buy. So I had trouble even finding the name of the, of the uh, product because they never followed up with me. So I finally tracked it down and I reached out to them and I had another try, another like introduction. And then they gave me a free trial, but I couldn't use it. I couldn't get past square one without they needed to walk me through something. I didn't have the functionality in the free trial that I needed. And there was a step that I was missing and I'd reached out to them. And to this day, they've never responded to that email for that functionality. And I spoke to two people who use the software. So I put something out on social media to say, hey, if you use this product, you know, I'd really like to talk to you and see what your experience has been. I talked to two people and both of them, one of them was actually, and I think actually both of them were a, like a a reseller of the product. So they made a commission if they were able to sell it for, you know, sell it to customers or whatever. And neither of them gave it a stellar recommendation. So I put all of that together. And then I think what's really interesting is I decided not to purchase that product. And my VA, Robin, created a homegrown Google product, like a Google Sheets product that was going to work for the short term. It's not a long-term solution, but we decided because we didn't see a clear solution that I felt really good about and, and wanted to put the money into, let's do something down and dirty that's free. And I think that what's interesting is that since then, so, you know, as I said, I got a free trial, never got off the ground with it because they didn't answer the very first question. But technically, I had a free trial out there. Well, they've been sending me multiple requests from clients. So somehow they've got a system where if someone reaches out and says, I need a resume writer, they send us notification through the system that we can give them a proposal the prospective client. I'm not a client of this company. I've never been. I've never set up this, you know, this site because they wouldn't answer my questions. And yet on one day alone, I got seven of these requests for proposals. And so now what I'm doing, because it happened just today, I got one. I'm just forwarding every time I get one, I'm forwarding it to them. And they're saying that they're fixing the problem. And that was a month ago and they still haven't fixed it. So my message for you is listen to your gut. If the facts line up with what your gut is telling you, great. But if you if the facts don't line up, I find that listening to my gut is always the way to go. Stop with the rationalization. Stop with accommodation. Stop with, oh, you know, probably she's so busy. I love this saying that if someone is showing you who they really are, believe them. So in my case, this company was showing me what its customer service would be like from jump. And I chose to believe them and walk away from them. And in all probability, I will never purchase from them because this experience has been so negative. I hope that this, my five unusual things to be thankful for, I hope that they have given you some food for thought in this Thanksgiving week. 
And uh, I want to wish each of you here in the U.S. a happy Thanksgiving, happy Turkey Day. And here's to another year of unusual things that we can all be thankful for. Many blessings to all of you. I hope you have a fantastic week and I'll see you next time. Take care. You've been listening to the Exclusive Career Coach with Lisa Edwards, CEO of Exclusive Career Coaching. It would be great if you would rate, review, and subscribe to this podcast. Also, I want to be your career coach, so be sure to ask questions about your career management challenges and job search situation. Until next time.